Good morning. Welcome to Alexander Friends. We are look. Our recording today is at the Old Park. Oh, it's. I'm sorry. Old Pocket House. Sandwich Theater. Sorry, let's forget. The Old Pocket Sandwich Theater. I'm sorry. We're live on Facebook, so you have you to say live. we're at the Old oh House my Barbecue. God. We're at the Old House Barbecue. Thank you so much with Mr. Guillen. Jose Guillen is the chef and owner of the. Oh, house barbecue. Everything yes. is to me the pocket sandwich theater. I live, I dream, and I own on it. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. We're Thank at you 1905 for uh, North Josie Lane in Carrollton. And today's lunch special with uh, Old House Barbecue is what, Miss Alexander? Baked potato, brisket baked potato for $8.99. That's usually $12.99, and it is absolutely finger-linking good. Oops, I forgot. That's the chicken, right? Yeah, we can't, yeah, we say, can't that. say that. Oh, darn it. Okay. Well, this is our podcast, so we say anything we want. Okay? So we have good producers that record, that take everything off. Let's take just a few minutes before we start our show this morning to take our, get our children, the Clark family, to give our Pledge of Allegiance. We'll be right back. Okay. We'll insert that later. So we're still live on Facebook, so keep going. Okay. So thank you so much for being here today. Our... Um, our, staff, our team is here. Uh, we have um, Bet- um, Daisy. I'm sorry, my. Michael Clark. Daisy Palomo, Louis Palomo, Michael Clark, Alexandra Fincher. We're in Carrollton on Earth. <laughs> I thought we were out of this world. Oh, my goodness. We're out goodness. of this world this morning because I took a couple of aspirin and it's really making me a little bit. Just aspirin, jibby-jibby. though. You got to be careful with those drugs that we're, we're talking about today, right? Yes. We have That's a very exactly a very to serious talk. talk yes, we are at the Old House Barbecue, and thank you very much for being here today. Miss Marshall Johnson will not be here today because she's out with her daughter Sabretta Johnson, who is a three-time Emmy Award nominee, nominee, nominee. and um, she's having uh, something coming up. So if she's starting her new film, mm-hmm. and she's just so amazing. So we're and she's so a dancer. She's a dancer, a choreographer, a producer, a music writer, and her uncle was here last week. Yes, Mr. Ernie Bedell. Ernie Bedell. What an amazing gentleman. What a story of a family. And we got to buy some of the books. And I understand the the, uh, Pocket Sandwich Theater might be having him come and play. Yeah. What what date would that be? Well, that's what they're working on. But imagine coming from our little podcast to the stage in Carrollton, Texas. is a big step. Absolutely. We're we're so happy for him. We're we're lucky that we got to have him here first. Right, Miss Alexandra? There's nothing like being first. You know, it's like when you're driving a car, you don't want to sit in the backseat. You want to be driving it, right? Is that what you call it? Yes, yes, yes. Well... We have some serious issues today, but first of all, I want to ask, uh, on our stage today, we have Mr. Luis Palomo, who is also one of our producers. He's filling in for Miss, Miss Michelle Johnson. What's her name? Bojo? Or Dojo? Dobo. Shelly Dobo. Shelly Dobo. Oh, not Dobo. Okay. Very good. And then we have Mr. Palomo. Mr. Palomo. Palomo. And we have, of course, Daisy Palomo, who is also running for office. What are you running for, ma'am? Uh, city Council in Carrollton for place six. Wow. So you got big shoes to fill. Mm. Yes. They go like Very this. Exciting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Alexandra Fincher. And we have my left side is our producer, Michael Clark, who hangs out with me. I don't know why. Greetings. Yes. Well, I hang out with you because you're awesome and you oh. know all these people and you're doing big things. 
Well, what, I want to say something very important because somebody asked me yesterday, why are you at the Old House Barbecue and not downtown Carrollton? Hmm. Let, me, let me tell you a reason why. Mr. Jose Guillen has been here for several years in the Carrollton area. And I think sometimes we keep thinking downtown Carrollton is the only location there is. Unfortunately, Carrollton is a very large town. It's and really we have big. businesses that are out here that really, unless you really get to drive by, you really don't hear very much about them. But when I first moved here, this was Herrera's Mexican Restaurant. Many, many years ago. Oh, didn't know that. Was this it was one of the chain of Herrera's? It was, it was Mr. Herrera. Because I, I went to the Herrera's. In, in downtown. In, uh, no, in Duncanville. In Duncanville. Yeah. So this was what the family. And it was amazing because it was the first really kind of Mexican restaurant that was everybody would pull in. And so when you, when you talk about downtown Carrollton, you're talking about downtown Carrollton because Carrollton is a very big city. Or a town, we, we call have it. We have 144,000 yes. residents here. It's that's a, pretty big. It's very it's big. big. That's, so, not, that's not as big as Grand Prairie. Right. So but you Grand have, Prairie's got more land. Yeah. Okay. But you have taquerias over on, uh, off of Josie and uh, Rosemead area. You have so many wonderful locations. So I want you to, to experience, come by here and enjoy some wonderful barbecue. And when you drive up, you'll see the old building and the barbecue. But, you, but go north and go to... Uh, some of the, I was last night, I stopped at the taqueria. I had no idea there, there was a taqueria right there on, um, next to Nico's restaurant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the best mm-hmm. tacos I've oh, ever had. That's, that's our that's favorite. That's Don Tacos. Don Taco, yep. Yes. They have birria tacos that are the, delicious. They're who? Birria. Birria? Birria. Birria. What is that? Birria tacos. All I said was just bean, make beans. Does it have beer in it? No. Okay. All I said, make me a bean taco. That's all I knew. I couldn't understand. So so let's talk about Carrollton being the city of of where you want to live, work, play, and eat. Because you have so many amazing restaurants. And yesterday, it kind of... Uh, hit me when they asked me, why are you at uh, Old House Barbecue? There's someone, because we are in the city, and that's what we want to experience. Experience Carrollton. Because downtown Carrollton is fabulous, but you do have the city of Carrollton. Yeah, that's all lo- I had to say. There's lots of other things there's in There's a lot of things. There's so many ex- exciting things. Yeah, well, so we have a lot of things going on. We have, a, obviously, a big election coming up, so everyone... Get informed and take a look at the candidates here. And I fully endorse my wife, Daisy, for May 6th. Oh, me too. Me so, too. And, um, and April 6th is the last day to be reg- registered for early voting. That's right. And April 24th is... Um, early voting. Early voting. Early voting. May 6th is the, the election. Election day, yes. I'm undecided. You're undecided. Yeah, but I might remain undecided since I don't live within the city limits here. Yeah. Well, one of the most important things I think that I want to say is, and I think I mentioned something to one of my friends that's sitting here today, friendship... And politics are two different worlds. You, you have to divide that out because politics is a business. Whether you like it or not, it is a business. Everybody runs because it is a business. You're going to go work for the city, for the community, and for the people around you. Your friendship is forever. So you get fired when you're a politician. Mm-hmm. You leave. But your friendship, if you leave that, then you've left, it was never worth a friendship. That's true. That's all I Unfortunately, had to say. I've been fired as a friend quite a lot. Me too. Oh, true and friends show themselves up over time. Exactly. So, uh, but but the reason why I'm running for council is to make a difference in the community that we live in. So that's a great segue to our topic today because something is going on in our community today that 
it's uh, it's really tragic. It's something that should never happen, but it is going on, um, and it hits very close to home. We've called Carrollton home for the last 15 years. My husband and I, we've raised our children here. Uh, we have two graduates from R.L. Turner High School and two graduates from Early College High School here in Carrollton. So we're we're very vested in, in what goes on here. Um, we love supporting small business. Uh, we love Old House Barbecue and everything they have to offer here. And Mr. Jose Guillen is a top-notch gentleman. He will um, serve you and your entire family the best barbecue you will have in Carrollton. You're listening to Alexandra Friends. We're located at uh, recording at the Old House Barbecue. But I wanted one, one more thing that I want to say. Carrollton is very diverse. And you will not only find Mexican restaurants, you'll find Korean restaurants, Japanese restaurants, all kinds of restaurants. Oh, but except for one, we still don't have a Jewish restaurant. Darn it. We I don't? get it. No, we, we don't, don't have, have a kosher Jewish restaurant. We don't, we don't have one. So, wow. my gosh, that's a start. But the most important thing is Carrollton is a city of unity, at least of that. But there's many things that are happening, and we're not paying attention. And yes, Stacey, we need somebody like you to bring us onto that step because so parents, children, the community will start failing if we don't. Yeah. So Carrollton has unfortunately been in the headlines lately yeah. for something that they don't want to make the headlines for. And that would be the fentanyl crisis. That's right. But you know what? It, it's not just limited to Carrollton. Not this, at all. This uh, crisis is across all the cities of the Metroplex. To be quite frank, the nation. Across so, the nation. So I think it's, um, it's a very unfortunate thing, but I'm glad that we are having an awakening of sorts here in our community to be able to um, get on top of this thing and, and start addressing uh, the issues. And it's such a complex problem, right? It, it's such a complex problem. You know, fentanyl is um, technically it's a pharmaceutical, right? It's a legitimate pharmaceutical. Uh, but we're, the problem we're having here is the illicit use, the illicit fentanyl that's just rampant in our community that's... Uh, being used, you know, cut into other drugs and, and uh, just kids trying to have a high. Right, and it's because it's so potent, the tiny little right. littlest bit. If you're not a doctor measuring it out in, like, micrograms or nanograms, you right. are easily right. going to overdose. And I guarantee you these drug dealers don't put, you know, what's no, in their put any thought into you know, it at all. That's yeah. right. Heroin is a big thing. The U.S. Department of Justice, just on their, on their website, says 107,622 lives were lost in the United States due to drug overdose for the U.S. Department of Justice. Illicit fentanyl is a deadly synthetic opioid that is being mixed into heroin, cocaine, and other street drugs. So that's what it's all about. And that's what our children, our youth, and we're not talking about just children, adults. They think right. some are, this is, it's, it's an epidemic. And we're going to lose many Many people, and we're going to lose a whole humanity that's, of that's to right. That. I think the um, so we had a prayer vigil a few weeks ago, and one of the um, parents there, their her child was 30 years old. It was her 30 year old uh, son who passed away from from fentanyl within the mm. hour. Wow. Well, and today we were going to have a guest, so I'm going to turn this over to Daisy because this was her guest, and we were going to. Uh, really talk with, with her, but uh, Daisy is uh, going to be coming in just a few minutes. We're going to take just a second, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to welcome back to Alexander and friends. 
This, evening, this morning we are going to be talking a little bit about a very, uh, very hard issue and what's happening in Carrollton and what happened also yesterday. So I'm going to turn the show over to Daisy Palomo because uh, she has been very uh, involved in this project. So Daisy, tell us a little bit of what's going on, what has happened from the vigil to today and what happened yesterday again. Okay, so I'm going to start from the beginning because when I bring this up and a lot of parents that I've spoken to um, – they don't even know what fentanyl is. They're like, what, what is this? And uh, one parent didn't know what it was until after her son lost his life. Uh, he was 13 years old, and he was a student at Long Middle School. So he's at the very beginning of his life, and now it's over. After, one, after trying this fentanyl one time. And did he know it was fentanyl? That's the other thing. A lot of times when people are getting... Our children are being offered, you know, an Adderall pill to keep them awake during a test or, or um, a Percocet pill. I think they call them perks. Is that what it's called? They call them perks, and it's laced with fentanyl, and they're thinking that they're going to get the effect of something else. And now either the, there's two results that happen from that. One, they die from it because it's one pill can kill. Or two, they become uh, addicted to it and they need it. So yesterday um, at Arl Turner High School in one of the bathrooms, a young lady overdosed. Uh, the, the good thing is that they were able to administer Narcan to her because now in our schools, um, fortunately but also unfortunately, we have to have that as, a, as a, an emergency dosage just as we do our fire um, extinguishers in the hallways. Yeah, and I want to commend you know, those kids and the staff who were uh, training kicked in and, and they were able to save this young girl's life. She went to the hospital. Uh, she was released yesterday, so she, she did not um, have uh, Ill, Ill effects necessarily. But, you know, I always try to find a silver lining in some things, and, and I'm very appreciative for the, the staff and some of those um, children who reported it and were able to, to help. Yeah, so education in this sense is key. We need to make sure that our parents are educated. Not only that, but we need more parent involvement. 100% involvement in your child's life, in everything they're doing. Don't just ask, how was your day at school? But be more intentional and more specific. What classes did you have today? Uh, did you have any tests today? Um, were, did you see anything that that was going on that was bad in school today. You know, a lot of the parents from Arl Turner, of the 2,000-plus students there, do not know that there was an overdose yesterday. And their children are coming home from school with that trauma. So talk to your children and let them know that if they see something, they should say something. Absolutely. Uh, this is something that we are dealing with on a daily basis uh, with the fentanyl crisis, and our parents need to be vigilant in these days. Be in your kids' faces. Get in their business. Uh, look at their phones. Because if they have a phone, that phone is technically your phone, parent. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kids, right? I mean, parents in this new generation don't seem to realize that um, kids are their kids. They're not the state's kids. Exactly. And there's a lot of people who are making noise about how schools are 
messing up kids or schools are trying to take kids away from the parents. And I think for the most part, that's not the case. There are some activists who are, who are noisy and who are trying to take rights away from the parents or just like keep secrets from the parents and that I kind of thing. I think that's a good way to put it, Michael. They're noisy. Yeah. They create a lot of noise with no action and nothing to really... Well, when you say activist, that's like a, a hot button for me. Yeah. I don't need an activist. I need an active parent. Sure. I need active teachers. I need involved administrators. Uh, right now at Arl Turner, there's about 2,000 plus students there. And they have four counselors mm-hmm. for 2,000 students. Mm-hmm. That's basically one counselor per grade. Now, if I was a counselor in that school, I'd, I'd be a little overwhelmed, especially with everything that's been going on right. in the last Right, because you can't months. personally know all those kids, the ones that, I mean, the one quarter of 2,000 kids. So you're in charge of, what, 500, the counselor for 500 of those kids. You don't know all those kids and all their parents. Right. And if you're so involved in the students' lives, that closely involved with them, you should know them and their parents. I agree. Because well, there should be uh, communication between them. Right. And I think one of the biggest problems we have and, and uh, that I think is very important, it starts at, everything starts at home. Your home is where your base is. And I think we always say, well, it's a school's problem. They, they've got the drugs at school. Well, let me tell you something. You better know what your child is doing, number one, before you send them to school. Number two, the school is for reading, writing, and arithmetic. That's what I learned when I was growing up. Number three, the police force, once they arrest the... They do, they're doing their job. They arrest the criminal. But what happens when they get to the district attorney's office? The DA uh, It falls to the cracks. So we have... We don't follow up. So I think the biggest situation that we have is we have to educate the parent... The school is not to raise your child, number two. Number three, if there is an issue and the police has to be involved, they arrest somebody, you need to follow the steps of that because once they get to the district attorney's office, they're going to bail them out because I'm sure the person that created all this is already out in the streets. The judges need to become more involved in, give, in setting the, 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 the level of how you're going to sentence the person and then... Look at the district attorneys. They're letting those people out before they even are charged, before they're even out of probation. So we have to teach our, our, our community, especially those in a different uh, language barrier. Do you not agree with me that? I do agree with you. And I know that uh, we have some great state representatives in Texas. And uh, Cronda Timish is actually spearheading uh, legislation on fentanyl and um, cracking down on all of these people who are dealing this drug to our children. So she's going to help impose some stronger penalties, and I am all for that. I don't know who wouldn't be in this in this day and age that we want to make sure we crack down on those criminals that are caught with any amount of fentanyl that that they come down with the full force of the law. Absolutely, and family is crucial to keeping kids from trying this stuff in the first place. Schools have their role to play. The law around here and locally and nationally has their role to play. But I don't know if we want to get into this or not, but internationally is the big problem is that it's coming from China. The fentanyl is being produced in China and sold cheaply to uh, uh, 
cartels in Mexico, and they are shipping it over our border. And it's all, it's a plot. I mean, I hate to sound conspiracy theorist, but it's a Chinese plot to make America weaker. It really is. And so on that front, we need to have some more laws uh, regulating uh, who gets caught coming over the border with this kind of stuff and to have the, I don't know, CIA or whoever. DEA. DEA. I mean, well, can DEA go back over to Beijing and stop them from going over there? The CIA Michael, can, you're though. opening up a whole other can I know, of it's worms. no can, not another can of worms, but I know around I here. I think we have to have a show on that, too, because this is very important. We yeah. need to dwell. We need to go in and see where does it really start, because you know yeah. what? Locally, we can only do so much. Yep. yep. And this is why municipal campaigns are so important. Oh, absolutely. Because the Municipal campaign is what is the is the the brain of the of the city. You, where, whoever you elect here is who's going to be going up and taking care of your city. Municipal campaigns is where everything starts. It's like your home. Everything starts at home, and that's why you need to be sure that you elect the people that are going to take care of you. Not only of not of you, of your city, of your community, and make sure that the laws. Are followed because you know what we have so many laws in this country, but they're not followed. Right now, they're, so, not, they're so not. They're not followed, they're, but they're, they're not executed. They're not enforced. enforced. They're not enforced. So why, you know? So if you cross the street and it says there, do not cross the street, and you get hit. Guess what? You're going to sue that person. Well, he said there. It, it, this that's the problem we have. We're too loose with everything. Well, we said earlier this is a complex situation. Yes. It's a very complex issue. Um, I don't think it's going to be solved overnight. No. Um, but we can do what we can, what we can, right? So my philosophy has always been, my mentor taught me this, is that as much as I would like to, I would like to change the world. I would really like to change the world. I wish I could. I wish I could snap my fingers and say, hey, we got all these situations. Let's get rid of drugs. Let's get rid of whatever, you, you know, uh, element there is there. Let's get rid of them. But we just can't. And I just can't change the world. But what I can do is I can change the world around me. And, and that's why you have Daisy. And, and that's why we have, you know, people <laughs> like, uh, my wife, um, I like to think that I, I like to try to be as involved as, as possible. Listen, I grew up in this atmosphere. I grew up, Daisy and I were both raised in Oak Cliff in the 90s. Uh, we both graduated from Sunset High School. Wow. Um, at a time, for example, in my senior year, they were just giving away diplomas, right? So it was just, it was just terrible, 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 terrible things. Terrible times. But, but look I, who you are today. Right. You're and, married to and, Daisy. And that's right. <laughs> so it all comes down it. to well, Daisy. He's also a pastor. He's Pastor right. Lewis right. over here. That's right. Yeah, and you know, and a lot of it happens so with, with my parents. My parents we just had were very pivotal in that. Uh, some teachers were very pivotable. Pivot, pivotal. Pivotal. Um, also, you know, mentors that I had in my life. You know, and just uh, just friendships that I that I forged. Right. So um, I'm hearing there's the solution is more parent involvement. I'm hearing the solution might be uh, get. Schools more involved as well, help, help with that solution. Um, I'm hearing, you know, maybe politicians, the city, municipal folks need to get more involved, national. So it's just going to take a lot of us to be able to, to provide that education. And I know Daisy and I, were doing some things at the schools. We were actually at Turner yesterday when all this uh, went down. So I'm going to, buenos dias, señora, como esta? The language barrier, we have to think about that too. That's right. We must bring the, barrier, the, the, the community together in languages. So we went to a, uh, on, was it Monday night? Mm -hmm. They had a, an informational meeting on fentanyl from CFB ISD, that's Carrollton Farmers Branch ISD. And they had a, a session in Spanish and one in English. So me and Lewis attended the session in Spanish because we wanted to know 
which parents are there to be informed. We want to meet the community. We want to meet the, um, the citizens yeah. of Carrollton that want to know more about this issue. Right. So uh, there was a parent there who said, we need, to have, um, we need to have parent volunteers. She said, raise her hand. She said, I would gladly volunteer if I was allowed to go and monitor the bathrooms. Excellent. To have bathroom monitors at R.L. Turner and at Creekview. How many and people raised their, their hands? Well, I, I think there was a general consensus that people would, would like to help if given the opportunity. Yeah. That's what right. I sensed. That would, that would be great. That is and so good. That, would not, well, that wouldn't prevent just drug abuse. That would prevent fights and all sorts of stuff. Bullying. Well, or any, yeah. anything like this, yes. You're listening to Alexander and Friends at, being recorded at the Old House Barbecue. And live on Facebook. And live on Facebook. And also, we, one of the reasons we went live is that we can have all the guests to come and Mr. Jose Guillen is over there. It's waving at us. Good morning, sir. Thank you for giving us the opportunity. This is a, this is a great location. So, and I think, uh, Daisy, that I see this, that maybe one day we can invite the community, the schools and stuff to come and have a, our, a lunch and that we can talk about these things to the parents. I think this is where you're going to come and be so effective as, as a, as a um, city councilwoman. Absolutely. I would love to do that. I think we when should, yeah, we, we bridge town communication. Hall. A town hall, yes. And we yes. record it. Yes, yes, yes. Can you also, can you give us the name again of the um, state representative that's, thing, that's introducing this bill again, please? That's Kronda Timish. And how do you know, have any idea how to get hold of her? I'm sure she has availability on her website. Uh-huh. And she's also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And her website is com. Oh, I think we have somebody in the audience that uh, works and, for her. And how here. do you spell Kronda? K-R-O-N-D-A. Kronda Because I was Texas. totally going to put C-H-R-R-O-N-D. But no, it's K. Okay. So can you repeat it again, Tennessee, please? Kronda for Texas. And the number four. The number four Texas, yeah. Dot com. And all the parents and, and the non-parents or grandparents, whatever, get involved. Let me tell you, there's nothing more powerful than being part of the action, not, not the final action, but the action. Mm-hmm. Don't wait till it's too late. Mm-hmm. Be proactive. Be proactive. Before you have to be reactive. So my parents raised me in Oak Cliff as well. I was there. I knew there was something very familiar the, uh, with you. <laughs> The 80s and 90s, I moved to Oak Cliff actually in 1980, then moved to Garland for a year, then came back. So from like 1980 through 1997, I was raised in Oak Cliff. Yeah, we were there. Yeah. Were we neighbors? We we were close. I was over at uh, Westmoreland and Jefferson. You were neighbors. Yeah. So we're pretty close. And and I should have gone to Sunset, but my mom was like, I've seen Sunset. I'm going to homeschool you. So she homeschooled me and my brother. But uh, we were involved with the community. We were over at the rec center every day. Uh, we uh, joined the, the Dallas uh, rec center swim team, uh, age group swim team, and we competed over there. So we knew all the kids. We were involved uh, in the community and stuff. And uh, when I got to be 13, and uh, since I was homeschooled, that was ninth grade. 13 is ninth grade when you're homeschooled. A, wow. lot, a lot of the time, yeah. Uh, so uh, I volunteered, actually, over at a... Uh, Reinhardt Elementary School, which is in the White, uh, White, Rock, Lake, White Rock Lake area. Oh, okay. And wow. I, was the, um, I was a student assistant from the time, for that, uh, that whole semester. Maybe it was a year, but uh, we knew one of the teachers over there. And so I have seen the inside of a public school, even though I was homeschooled. 
and I, I've seen some stuff that goes on. But I think that's an important component to this situation is uh, volunteerism. Being able to volunteer and being exactly. able to, to, get, to get involved. We do a lot of that. We, we try to, right? Uh, because it affects this community. What happens in this community affects my family directly. That's right. Well, the, the whole world, the whole country, whatever affects the United States affects the cities, and the cities affects the, pub, the public, which is us, the parents. But I think the most important component of all this is we also need to say something, and I know a lot of people are going to be upset about this. Uh-oh. Here most, comes homes, most homes are one-parent homes. Uh. Yeah. We need to make sure, and, and, it's, and trust that's me, reality. that's reality, but unfortunately, a lot of these children need to have somebody, if they only have one parent, they need to have somebody to come to, so that they can come to. You're absolutely correct, Alexandra, and you're absolutely correct that that's not a popular thing to say, and you've heard of the Dallas Cowboys, right? Do you remember Deion Sanders, who yeah. played for the Cowboys? I've never been to a Cowboys game. He said game. pretty much the same thing that you just said the other day. He said the same thing. Uh-huh. He got smacked around for it. They, they okay. don't want to hear anything about it. Nobody wants they to hear it. The, yeah. They want yeah. to cancel him for saying that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the sad part about today. Everybody wants canceling. to cancel everybody. But you know, cancel me doesn't us. matter. I mean, it's, I'm Alexandra and I'm going to be that. But the thing about it is I'm saying is if you only have one parent, you as the parent need to get somebody else involved. Go to your church. Go to your synagogue. Go to your counselor. Talk to them. Because I know, being, I'm sure being a, a parent by itself, but like Daisy said, four counselors in a school of how many? 2,000 students. Mm-hmm. To, so if, what, how, is a child going to stand an hour to go speak to them and say, I'm having an issue at home? No, they're just not going to say anything at all. For the exactly. most part, they're going to bottle it up. Or go and find a little somebody else to do some, something with. Daisy, why don't you talk about what we do, what we've been able to do? Because, you know, we talked about what the problem is. I think we see a lot of the problem. So what are some solutions? What, what can we do yes. as a community to provide some Daisy, solutions? Daisy, give us some information. So twice. Um, Excuse me. I, she's a mother of ten. Or ten. Seven. Oh, seven. I thought it was seven. You're adding some, you're adding some numbers there, Alexandra. Actually, actually, I'm a mother to seven. But a mother-in-law to one, so that makes eight. So Oh, we're getting close. There we go. <laughs> yes, we're getting close. <laughs> no grandchildren yet. Nope. But um, what I will say is that, that you know we believe... Yes, no, I, no, I do know. She knows. <laughs> we believe in character education. We believe in character development. And we know that if you raise up a child with some good values, with a little bit of fear of parents, fear of the Lord that they grow up to be good citizens of the community, good um, community uh, involved. involved. And so we've done that with our children. We make sure that they stay involved. We're still involved in their lives. They're young adults. And uh, we make sure that they know that they have someone they can come to. But we do that in the schools as well. So we teach um, part of the AVID program. And if, if your school parents... You should know what AVID is. If not, ask your student, because they've had it at least once in their public education career. (laughs) That's A-V-I-D. So part of that, we go into the classrooms, and we're able to pour into these students and just look them in the eye and say, you matter. Your life matters. You have a purpose. Just like everything in your life has a purpose, you were brought into this world for a purpose. And when you see these kids just, you know, just melt before you because no one has ever spoken to them in that way, no one has ever given them a positive word, it's just, 
it's heartbreaking, but at the same time, it's very fulfilling to know that I was that for, for one student. If I could be an inspiration for anybody, uh, that's, that's my goal. That's my purpose. You're listening to Alexander and Friends. We're recording at the Old House Barbecue in Carrollton, Texas. And we have a gentleman that's raising his hand every five seconds. He, he asks a question. Yes, sir. You, let's not it's a good a, question. He, he would like to know uh, how a normal person can identify if anything has been tainted with fentanyl, since there's different varieties of fentanyl. Uh, I was reading last night the U.S. Department of Justice website. It's very informative, and I think it should be sent out to everybody. It tells you about the different ways that it is set up. Some are patches. Some are the uh, heroin is mixed into the. They, they look like little candy. I never. Know, I don't know what a snap candy is. They come in a little piece of paper, and you t- you take them off the paper. I'm not sure what that is. A snap, or they use them as a water pill for young people today. If you want to lose weight, but they come in different forms. But one of the most popular ones right now is kind of like a little like a little candy snap that it, it looks like a little. Eminem. Like, a, like a button. Like a button. But they, what happens is when they leave from the countries where they're bringing them, they're bringing them to, they come to the border, they mix them into, with different. And please, please go to this U.S. Department of Justice website. It's so informative. And it tells you all the different types. But right now, the, fenton, the patch is number one because it's so easy to bring across. You just, they, they tape it to themselves right. or, the, or the very tiny pills. Well, so, how would you be able to tell if you saw something like this, whether it was just a regular aspirin or it had fentanyl in it? I don't think you can do that outside of a lab. You know, I don't think a normal think so. a, a, that's everyday person us, can do that. That's what makes it so dangerous, right? Yeah. You can't tell. Right. Thank you for the question, sir, Mr. Tom. Thank you. And you, ne- you never miss one of our podcasts. Thank you. Don't forget to eat. <laughs> also, just another note for parents. Um, don't just check your kids' phones. Check their backpacks. Oh, yeah. Check their, all of their belongings. They, um, check they their have, backpack for another phone. Yes. <laughs> well, so a lot of kids who wear like a ball cap, look, um, we noticed that they have little hiding spaces. Oh. And some are designed for that. They have a little hiding space inside of the cap. Interesting. And there's also backpacks that are designed to hide and conceal things. Mm-hmm. So be mm-hmm. aware mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. kids are going to be sneaky. Right. And they're going to try to hide everything from you. See, I don't have that problem with my teenagers because once a week I burn their clothes because they're just too <laughs> nasty to wash. Wow. <laughs> That's very nice. good. Well, I don't have any problems because my son's already raced. But I, do, I want to tell you, uh, my, my son went to Newman Smith. He graduated from Newman Smith. But I was a parent that actually the school asked me to leave several times because I was there all the time. Uh, I, I was very uh, involved. And sometimes my son would say, I hate you. That's okay. Hate me. Because the more you hate me is the more I love you. And you, you I gave... That's the most important part of my life is that I gave everything to my son was my love and I was strict and I commended God. God was the first thing in our life and everything else came second because that's what that's what we're missing today. The schools are missing parents, they're missing God and they're missing life itself. It's just throwing them out there in the field, but it's not the school's responsibility again. It's the home. The parents. Well, and the parents can delegate some of that responsibility to the school, but they have actually abdicated a lot of their authority 
in the most recent decades. And the schools used to have authority from the parents to discipline their kids. And so you would get disciplined at school and then you would go home and you get disciplined again because you got disciplined at school. There was a reason for you to get disciplined at school. Yeah. You're in trouble now. But Marshall, Marshall says one word. I didn't want my mama to know what I was doing because the paddle was very big. Oh, yeah. What's a paddle? My house it was too. Yeah, so we don't have that anymore. No, you know, it's, it's just a diff- such a different day and age that we live. So I was an educator for, for many years, assistant principal well, at a high school that? for seven. Oh, my you God. Were. And these kids, honestly, they wanted to get suspended. That's a three-day vacation. Yeah. You know, so my, my approach to that was, you know, I'm not going to suspend you on you know, this policy that didn't allow me not to. Right? I'm not going to suspend you. We're going to do something else here. One of the things I did is, and we did that with our children, and Daisy's um, um, can, can attest to this, but if you got in trouble with me, you were going to bring your parent and spend, your parent was going to spend the whole day with you in all your classes. Awesome. Mm. Now, it's a different day and age. I think now it might be a little bit difficult to do, but regardless, you know, get, stay involved. It goes back to staying involved, being your, being your kid's business. Um, in my opinion, if you live in my house, I'm it's responsible for you. It's my rules. Yeah. You want to be 18, 19, 20, okay, move out and you can do what you want to do. But you're in my house. It's my rules. Our kids paid us rent, $300 a month. Yep. Right? We didn't need it, but it's a way to educate them, to train them, to prepare them for the real world. You know, and they ate all of that in one sitting anyway. You know, we went out to dinner last night, spent 300 bucks on dinner. So just feeding all the kids. That. So. Well, I bought my son his first car. It was a bicycle. <laughs> from Peter's Colony to Newman Smith, he says, "Mom, that's that's why we moved from Highland Park to Carrollton because I wanted to make sure you had a bicycle for your for school." But that's right. what you I I changed my life Staying to make involved. a difference right. with my son because he for the schools where he was, we were you know he was turning fifteen and every morning. Uh, Mom, what, when do I get my car? When do I get my car? We right. Park. Well, said, when you shave your head and get a job. Was, so I said, who's opening an office in Carrollton? I raised my hand. I said, we came over here in 1983, and I've never been there here before. I said, ay, 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 but I did. And I, I, I brought my life, and I brought my son, and I, brought, and I went and bought a bicycle. And he says, everybody's laughing at me. I said, good. It's okay. <laughs> right. Stay involved. No gas. Stay, stay involved. So we plan to do a couple things here. In our community, we do have a couple of parent sessions that we, uh, in our church, want to host, and we just want to be a, co- a good community partner. You know, we're not going to talk to you about anything that um, I don't think you want to be talked about, rather than educate you and help you with your children, if possible. Right? There's just so many avenues. I think the the if we can educate parents, if we can p- present this information to as many parents as possible, that's one good way to do it. Look, we have a captive audience at Turner, for example, right? It's right across the street from our from where we're at almost every day. You know, we have a captive audience. They wait in line for 20 minutes for their kids to get get out. Our, what a our great plan time. to is our, my plan is to just go and knock on a window. Hey, let me talk to you about something real quick. Or pass a flyer. Pass a flyer out. Hey, come, is, think, come, be, come, yes. come hang out with us. We want to educate you hopefully a little bit. Let's invite them to come and, here on a Saturday, them. and right. we'll have a very good session of that particular. Right. You're well, listening to Alexander and Friends. Lewis, what's the name of that church? So we are at, um, on Josie Lane, right south of uh, Turner High School at North Dallas Family Church. North Dallas Family Church. Vince, I always thought that there was like a central in there. I always want to say no, North Central. No, North Dallas like Family Church. South uh, Central 
No, no sausage. LA. LA. It's not LA. LA. No. It's not LA. Okay, so it's North Dallas Family Church. North and Dallas Family Church. We are in Carrollton. Oh, you are in Carrollton. Right. Okay, yes. okay. But if you trip and on, you fall on Josie, on Josie you're on Josie. in Josie. Farmer's Branch. There will, you go. Will you just give the address and also tell them a little bit about your, you have your pastors, but you also have a main page, a pastor who is an amazing gentleman. He is right. right. How to find out about that? How to get find in touch, out? Get in, get in touch with you guys over there. Because we're coming pretty much close to our end of our show here. So our senior pastor is named Vince Gonzalez, and I've been co-pastoring with him for um, about five years now. We've been attending the church for five ten years. years. You know, we just have such a passion for our community, and we want to make sure that. Um, everything we do there is to is for the benefit of our community of the community. We genuinely are a community church, right? We host uh, Carolyn Benavides and her family charity, the Soup Kitchen. Uh, we do the, pan- the uh, pancake breakfast for seniors. You know, it's, it's cooked at our church uh, many times, as, as long as uh, in her restaurant. So we we try to do as much as possible. Actually, this past Friday, a lot of people don't know, but we had a mobile shower stationed in our parking lot, and we went out. Um, let me rephrase that. Folks went out because I wasn't available that day, <laughs> so I wasn't there physically. But our, um, our volunteers working with MetroCrest, uh, Tracy, such an amazing uh, um, yes. part of our, our, yes. of our community, went out and just looked for folks who are transient and maybe some homeless folks in our neighbor in our community that we know of. Brought them in, gave them, allowed them to shower in the mobile shower, um, provided them fresh uh, sets of under undergarments and clothes, and, and we just try to do a lot of these things. It's not publicized. All over the place, we're just trying to serve as best as possible. Well, you it's know, called being the hands and feet of that's Jesus. It. Right, right. That's what we try to do. Well, I think God always says, give without having to ask. Don't ask, just give. And that's what is so important. Well, we're coming pretty much to an end of our show here. Uh, I want to thank all of you that come to listen to our show. And hopefully one day we have a full restaurant so that Mr. Guillen continues having us here. Because if we don't bring him any business, he's going to probably throw us out one of those days, don't you think? No, he loves us. Oh, I know he does. Especially, look at this. We're 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 live on uh, TV. But I want to thank all of you. And remember that God it comes first, and then everything else. And if if you can just take a little bit of time and talk to somebody next to you or wherever you are, and say God bless you or may, may God have a good day. It's so worth a while. Uh, I'm Jewish, and, and a lot of people don't understand, but God is my very precious thing, and without him every morning, I wouldn't be here. And so I opened this door two, three years ago, and I wanted to bring my feelings to all of you because I felt like having, you know, here we are. We're, t- we're four different people all together, but it is the most amazing thing that we reach out to each other if we have any issues. And that's what I like to see everybody in our country, in our city, to do that. We need each other, and we need God in our lives. So I think I'm, and I'm going to go one of the days, I think Daisy and, and uh, Luis invite people to come. I, I want to tell you a story about somebody local here, and I'm going to tell you this because it has affected me so much. I went to Big Lots. Big Lots was just bought by um, a big furniture company. There's a young man there. His name is Stevie. He's a Marine. He's the manager of the, of the furniture right here in Rosemead. I looked terrible two weeks ago because of my fall, and I bought two stools. And this gentleman looked at me. He says, ma'am, you know, you have to put these stools together. I said, oh, I'm going to figure it out. When I walked to the counter, this young man, he says, ma'am, I'm going to come to your home and do this for you. I'm a Marine, and I'm the manager here. 
And I said, oh, my God, young, black, young man, handsome with his, I don't know what you call the braids. I just stood there and I cried. Tammy Clark had to come and get me because I couldn't drive of how impacted I was. I had just, my, my eye was all black and blue. And this young man took his Tuesday morning vacation day off to come and put my stools together in my new condo. This is what our world is all about. His name is Stevie. He goes by Junior. And he is the manager of the Big Lots Furniture Department on Rosemead. Little does he know how much, how big your heart is for veterans. Little to me, it was somebody, you know, if you had seen, how could, how could you let that man come in? He just came and offered. He took those screws. And he spent all morning there. And I said, I wanted to give him some money. He said, no, ma'am. I... I want to help you. And to me, I, yesterday I took him a big cake. But this is what it's all about. And this is what Alexander and Friends is all about. You're listening to Alexander and Friends. Daisy, take takes us out. We just want to thank everyone for, for your time and for listening to us today about this very tragic topic. But, hey, we need to bring it up. We need to talk about it. Um, it's it's good time to not push it under the rug anymore. So I'm going to let Lewis pray for us as we end this show. Yeah, you know, that's a good point, too, as, as we are, we're wrapping up here. You know, it is a, it is a tough, it's tough, tough, tough uh, topic, but, um, and it's hard to talk about. And that's the attitude we need to take uh, with our children. It's tough to talk about these topics, so let's, let's talk about them, right? So we did have, uh, we intended to have Christina Pena as our guest today. Um, she had um, a medical issue with, with, um, with her, um, her father, I believe. And so she wasn't able to make it out this morning. But we didn't want to not have a conversation about this topic. So she will be joining us on another occasion. We'll get that date out to you as soon as we can. And want to make sure that we um, give her the time to just share, you know, from a, a firsthand experience from a family who's actually uh, experienced this um, tragic, tragic fentanyl um, crisis that we're having first, firsthand. So March 25th, our next show is going to be March 25th. And we're going to be with Trey, Trey Williams. Williams. We'll Texas be doing show. our show live at the Carrollton Farmer's Branch. We're doing the March Madness. Madness, uh, yeah, yes. It's a family fest, I believe. That's at Creekview it's High School. It's at Creekview High School, yes. March 25th. We'll, we'll be on at our normal time. 11 o'clock, 11 yes. And yes. then, the, um, and the then we'll party the rest of the day. Is, is Creekview High School in Carrollton? Creekview High School in Carrollton off of Old How many Denton high schools Road. we got here? We have Peter's a lot Colony of and Old Denton Drive. Old Denton Drive, yes. 144,000 I thought I'd heard of all the, the high schools, but this is a new one on me. I don't know. Well, I have one uh, ranch view as well. It's over. Well, I have, a, I have a quick story to tell you. Creekview, I lived at 1009 <laughs> Peter's Colony mm-hmm. when P- Creekview was coming on board. 1009 Peter's Colony. And I remember standing outside the, when they decided that we're going to have a school there. I said, no, they're coming <laughs> through my yard. <laughs> That was a long time ago, but uh, I, that uh, was a farm. When I bought my out. property there, it was a farm. McDonald's, it was a farm. And then they started this, and I remember talking to Mr. Bren- Mr. Branson was my neighbor, Jacobs was my neighbor, and I said, we're not going to have a school out here because we're going to go through the grass, you know. How did that work out? They had, the, the school is there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've, I've got a treat for you all before we close with a prayer. Lewis, sorry, I interrupted you yet again. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, here we go. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And this is the Clark family. 
Yes, those were my right. little ones. And they're precious. Not, not the whole family, but, but there's six. There's six. There would be more voices if there was all of us. Yeah. They're precious. Thank <laughs> okay, you. Okay, Lewis. Let's Lewis. pray so we can wrap up. Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity to uh, be able to share this um, wonderful day, to share um, these things are just in our heart, Lord. I ask and I pray for our community, not just for the community of Carrollton, Lord, but just for our, our entire nation, Lord, and for this world. Father, you have called us to be your hands and your feet here in this, in this, on this earth. You've called us to be the salt. Lord, you've called us to be the light in uh, terrible times of darkness, Lord, and we want to do just that. Bless everyone who has an ear to listen today. Bless everyone who's uh, on the podcast, all the families represented. Our folks who are here live as well, Father, you bless them in your name. We pray, Jesus. Amen. Shabbat shalom. And listen to us on alexanderandfriends.com or Facebook, Alexander and Friends and Company. We'll see you next time.